0: Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to an episode of Disney at Work, where we talk about best in business practices from the happiest places on Earth. In our last Disney on Parade podcast, we spoke of an interview that Josh Diamaro, who is chairman of uh, Disney Parks uh, Experiences and Products, he had an interview with the CEO of the U.S. Travel Association, Roger Dow. In that interview, he talked about the reopening of Disneyland, which we noted um, in uh, the the podcast that we had uh, yesterday. However, he also spoke about brand trust, and that's the topic we want to focus in on today. You might want to also follow us on uh, our notes page at disneyatwork.com. And uh, be sure to subscribe so that you're getting messages for uh, both podcasts that come out of our Disney at Play as well as Disney at Work uh, websites. Let's talk about this interview uh, with Josh D'Amaro. Roger asked about the challenges of reopening the Disney parks. I thought that Josh had some great insights that really offer lessons for all of us, no matter what organization, what business we're in. I want to share with you what Josh said. Quote, The idea of people trusting Disney is a big deal. It's a big responsibility. The safety of our guests and cast members is always going to be at the top of everything we do. End of quote. Now, let me just stop and talk about that for little statement in and of itself when he says the safety of our guests and cast members is always going to be at the top of everything we do what does he mean by that in disney lingo they have identified four keys or standards or values by which they have defined the guest experience safety is that top key Mm -hmm. safety is first safety is more important than the other three keys courtesy, show, and efficiency. So when they talk about trusting Disney, it is a big deal. It's a big responsibility, it always has been. Long before COVID came along, Disney had to realize, hey, look, uh, it isn't enough to, to um, imagineer an attraction with a one in a million chance of somebody getting hurt on it, when in truth, our attractions could possibly run 20 million guests a year on it. So that idea in mind, well, that's you know that's 20 accidents that's waiting to happen right there. So you have to you have to design with a one in a billion chance of things going wrong. And they've always thought about this in terms of rides or attractions or even things like food or or product safety. Something as simple as you know they used to have the. Um, at the Pirates Arcade, the gift shop, as you left Pirates of the Caribbean, they used to have these little wooden rifles you'd buy so you could pretend you were an old-fashioned pirate. Well, at TSA, that, you know, after 9-11, that was not a cool thing to be carrying a little toy wooden rifle in your carry-on. And so little things, so eventually, Disney had to kind of back out of that merchandise. So it's even, it's even applied to merchandise, but it's also applied to to retail, to a hotel night stay, uh, safety in the room, to to attraction safety especially. But of course, now at a whole new level as it relates to, to COVID. So yeah, at Disney, it is a big deal. It's a big responsibility. It's not something you just kind of, oh yeah, we got, we got to think about this. We got to take care of it. No, it's a priority. And it's a priority as we're going to talk a little bit later that you're in charge of making sure everybody understands not only that it's a priority, but everybody takes action on that priority. No matter what your role is, from the top to the front line, everybody has a responsibility toward creating a safe experience for the guests. By the way, I just wanna say um, in their book, uh, Vitality, my colleagues, Chuck and Mary Lofi, defined trust, which is what we're talking about, brand trust this e- evening, they define trust as a felt sense of safety. So in truth, this first key of Disney, safety, is really, you could've you could have put in the word trust. Do I trust Disney? Do I trust putting my kid on that Dumbo elephant? Do I trust um, staying in this hotel? Um, do I trust going to the parks during a period of a pandemic, like COVID-19. Um, that trust, trust and safety are synonymous and nowhere is it more true than at Disney. But again, it may be just as true for you. Um, when we talk about brand trust, do they they feel safe about the brand that you espouse and that you, that you offer? Let me go on with Josh's response here. Quote, people trust brands today more than they ever have before, staying connected with your guests even when you might be closed. We were closed for quite a while, but we didn't just stop talking to our guests. We actually leaned into a digital format. In fact, um, okay, so end of quote there. Let me just talk about a couple of things out of that statement. Uh, Yeah, people trusting a brand is more important than ever. And I'll just give another example of this. Let's talk about airlines, a bubble that you, for many, you have to ride in before you get to the bubble that is Disney. Uh, Do you trust the airline you're boarding? I will tell you that by and large, uh, being a million miler uh, with Delta, I have come to trust that brand. It is a trust I do not have from my other experiences with other airlines. Um, now, I, I, there are other li- airlines I quite like and, and, and do trust. I think JetBlue is also a great airline, uh, Singapore Airlines, um, Japan Airlines. There's some really great um, international carriers out there that I would also uh, put down as, as ones that I trust. But, um, But there are other major carriers, I'm not gonna name them here, but I I don't trust their ability to act with integrity and to to consistently um, practice safe behaviors as it relates to dealing with this virus. And so therefore, well, I wasn't flying them before the pandemic, to be honest, but I certainly wouldn't be flying them now. And it's just an example. For me, that's just an example of brand trust. And, and I'm telling you that trust, it matters. It matters especially today. But then Josh goes on to say, staying connected with your guests, even when they, you might be closed. Boy, um, you just can't say, sorry, we're closed. You got to keep that communication. It, your brand is a relationship with others. And so you can't just like kind of step to the side and be quiet. And I have to be honest, Disney's not always been good at this. In fact, I will even say there are some areas Disney's still not good. For instance, Disney really has communicated nothing in regards to why their water parks are not open. And there are fans out there that their big thing is not an annual pass to the four parks. They have an annual pass to the water parks and yet Uh, there's not a lot of explanation about when they're going to be open or why they're not open, especially when other water... So there are places where Disney's not as transparent. But I got to tell you, by and large, they've done a great job of being transparent. In fact, um, uh, there's a great picture of Josh, I'll try to get it up on the show notes page, standing on the roof of the Avengers um, campus that is going up very shortly at Disney California Adventure and he's standing next to a Quinjet and it's just, it speaks volumes about the fact that hey we're going to go on and he's, he, he speaks that language in, in the sentences to come. He's very positive in his remarks but again you got to keep you got to keep thinking you can't send a message you're going out of business or that you're on the brink you got to say, look, we're going to get through this and we're going to be there for you again. And as soon as we can open, we will. And you got to be, um, you've got to keep communicating. Um, quote, and by the way, they said, we actually leaned into a digital format. Well, there's truth. They've, ha- I, uh, um, there are tech- technologies that they have had to use that they were not leaning into prior. I think that's what they um, are referencing there. They've always been fairly good at social media. In fact, I have to say, I think they kind of backed down on the social media. It was a little quieter than I would have expected them to be. But still, they've been very clear in their communications about about um, what they were going to do um, by and large. Again, a couple of, a couple of places not so, not so great, but when they do it, they do it really well. Quote, he goes on to say, quote, it's so important that we have engaged employees. We have employees that understand what's happening to around them and that they're ready to receive guests. They're, these are the difference makers for us. And I think for big brands or even small brands, this is where I would be spending a lot of time. If you want to, and we're gonna showcase what's called the chain reaction of excellence a little later on, but if you really want to to maintain a consistent, sustained message on brand loyalty, you have got to engage every employee in your organization. The ability, it is, it's two sides of the same coin. Your ability to produce a strong, brand, trustworthy brand, is in alignment with how good you are able to engage your employees, your internal customers, as well as your external customers. And, uh, and Disney's been doing that on many levels. It hasn't been perfect again, but on many levels. I One example is, is as the parks got ready to open, they brought those, they didn't just bring them in on day opening, they brought them in days before opening and they did a lot of training around safety procedures and how the park was going to operate differently. Uh, this is, they have done a lot of communications at the, at the cast member uh, level. He goes on to say, quote, if there is a resilient industry, this is it. Now I'm just gonna stop right there. I've, I find that bold to say that because he's talking about the travel industry. And let me tell you, nothing sunk lower it seems than the travel industry. Hotels, oh my goodness, airlines, rental cars, all these experiences. Um, and yet he is, he's declaring here, if there is a resilient, and mind you the audience here is the travel industry. If there is a resilient industry, this is it. We're living in it right now. People will always need to travel people always need to experience the things that our industry delivers. So there's no question in my mind that people need what we do. And I think based on everything that we've talked about here, the new protocols, the way that we're moving faster, the way we're communicating more effectively and transparently, we're going to come out stronger. I know that might be hard to believe right now, But I think we're going to come out stronger than we went in. And I can tell you that when our guests, when the Disney guests are ready to come back and visit our theme parks or go on our cruise ships or go on our adventures, we're going to be ready and we will invite them right back in. And I'm looking forward to that day. In building a great culture, and I use... um, Um, uh, I use as an important point of building an organizational culture, it's that attitude. It's that that positivity about what you're going to do. And I love his positive approach. His belief that really, while going to Disney is not a need per se, it's really a want, but he's understanding the emotional connection that customers have to their products and services. And when you are emotionally connected, it becomes a need that you have to fulfill. Let me repeat that. When you become emotionally connected to your products and services, it becomes a need, not a want. It becomes a need that you have to fulfill. Now, in another opportunity, we'll talk about five different needs. The customers have to be heard and understood to feel apart to to feel like they're in control uh, and so forth there are those are the kind of core needs that people have um in order to uh, that that they feel emotionally and when they feel these things they act on these things feeling the need causes them to act take action on them so even though yeah in truth it's um yeah, you don't have to travel, you don't have to go to a theme park, but if you're emotionally connected to it and you feel that it is a need that fills a part of you, then it becomes just that. It's a need, not a want. At any rate, um, and then he goes on to say, yeah, and when when our guests are ready, we will be ready to welcome them back. And uh, And so... That's the end of that segment of the interview that he did and and the quotation I wanted to share. There are so many opportunities for uh, building brand trust in an organization and we shouldn't, uh, there's a great article and it actually dates back to um, October of 2014. It was written by Alan Adamson and he references he references a, um, an event, a conference, I think it was, in which Tom Boyles, who was Senior Vice President of Global uh, Customer Managed Relationships at Disney Parks and Resorts, he spoke at this Hub Brand Experience Symposium. And, and let me just share with you um, what, uh, what, was, what was shared by Alan um, in this article he wrote for, uh, for Forbes. Quote, obviously, the greater the number of ways it's possible for a consumer to interact with any given brand, the greater the challenge for the organization to keep its promise consistently. So when I heard, quote, 11.2 billion possible combinations of how you can experience the product, end of quote, I was all ears, mouse ears, as it were. For this was the number stated by Tom Boyles, Senior Vice President, Global Customer Managed Relationships at Disney Parks and Resorts, who was among the speakers at the recent Hub Brand Experience Symposium. And no, he wasn't referring to the entire Disney brand relative to these 11.2 billion ways. He was referring only, only to the ways a guest can interact with the Disney brand at its Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, be it through major attractions, restaurants, characters, hotels, or transportation, just to name a few points of touch. I wanted to hear what this iconic company has been doing to stay differentiated and relevant in an increasingly complex, fast moving market and how they ensure all experiences reflect its promise." End of quote. Of course, that, that quotation was made and that article was written back in 2014. Well, imagine the 11.2 billion ways you have to consider for building brand trust. It just takes one moment, as John Hench used to say, it just takes a little piece of paper to lose the entire fact of being in the magic of Disney. Just a discarded piece of paper on the ground ruins the magic. Well, in this case, it just takes one of those 11.2 billion ways for all of a sudden the magic to, to not be as, for the parks to not be as safe as one is hoping the parks would be. And so there is a lot of, you have to be intentional. This is not just a statement that you make, a poster you put at the front of the park saying, please wear a mask. There is much more in terms of being intentional about safety in order for you to build trust with others. So if you've got to pay attention to 11.2 billion ways, to build and sustain trust. How do you do that? Well, uh, allow me to introduce what I refer to in my work as the chain reaction of excellence. And this chain you can uh, see when you visit our notes page, but it's essentially four gears. And the first gear is leadership excellence, which drives the second gear, highly engaged employees, which then takes it to the next gear, highly satisfied customers, which then takes you to that final gear, loyalty and long-term success. Now, let me work that backwards and just talk about each of those gears and how each one impacts the other. Loyalty and long-term success. Let me tell you, all that is keeping Disney alive right now is its customers who have been loyal for, for their entire lives. It might be defined by annual pass holders who are visiting the parks when others are not flying down. It may be defined defined by Disney vacation club owners who have bought into a timeshare style experience and who consistently um, are committed to coming. It may be defined by folks who have enrolled in Disney Plus and who yearn to see Disney movies that date back decades. It's, it's merchandise. It's, it's parks. It's film. It's television. It's choosing one network or another. It's, it's a fandom over ESPN. It's Marvel. It's Lucasfilm. That loyalty those fans those people who love Disney are the things that are keeping Disney alive and how is it that they have become fans it's because they have going back to the next chain they are highly satisfied customers they connect emotionally to what Disney has to offer On a scale of one to five, they are the folks who say, yeah, it's five, I love it. And they're the ones out there telling everybody about it. And they even have podcasts like me. And they're out there saying, you've got to go to Disney. And everybody else is kind of waving their heads and going, really, really? Why do they go to Disney all the time? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes all the sense in the world to them because they understand what a Disney experience is all about. And so they are the ones who are at the water cooler talking about, did you see that Mandalorian episode? They are the ones who are committed to going and ordering Mulan when it comes out in a few days. They are the ones who are trying to figure out when and how soon they can get back to Disney for their next vacation. These are highly satisfied customer and Disney has millions of them that is what will ultimately get them through all this even if some of them because of their health because of their concerns about the pandemic choose to wait when this is over let me assure you they will come back in droves and the company will come back and that's why Josh can be so positive about the future is because he knows this is going to be the case. They know the intent of their customers and their intent in returning back to um, the Disney products and services and experiences that only the Walt Disney Company can offer. Now, how do you create that great customer satisfied experience? It is only, there's only one way to do it in a sustainable fashion and that is by having highly engaged employees. I didn't say highly satisfied employees, I said highly engaged employees. What's the difference between satisfaction and engagement? Well, essentially, an engaged employee is one, satisfaction is a larger, broader umbrella of which engagement is almost like the tent pole or is, is is the pole in the middle holding up that umbrella. Engagement means employees who are excited to come to work and share the magic at Disney each and every day. They are artists who love um, creating new films for Pixar or for Disney. They are individuals who, who enjoy being part of the ABC network. These are individuals who are engaged, they love what they do. They have a passion about what they do. They act like they're the owners of the company because they just take ownership in wanting to do the very best job they can. And when you have that level of engagement, stand back because you will deliver a great product or service and you can do it in a sustainable manner. Now, let me also say, if you your employees aren't engaged, heaven help you. Because if they're just thinking, whatever, you just tell me what you want me to do, or whatever, if I had a better job offer, I'd be moving on. You got problems and you will not be able to give that sustained customer experience in a way. And, and Disney has not always been perfect in this, but Disney has learned for several decades now that if they do not treat their employees and engage them in the work they do, they are not likely to succeed in building those customer experiences that truly bring people back again and again again now how do you create for highly engaged employees well that brings us to that first cog in that set of four wheels and that is leadership excellence now uh, you might say well yeah obviously the manager in charge the CEO Bob Chapek yeah those individuals well those individuals who are positionally in charge of the organization need to be great and that's why um i am excited to talk about Josh Dumora because i see that leadership excellence in him but rest assured no organization succeeds in engaging its employees if you are only depending on positional leadership it also takes personal leadership every single individual stepping out spontaneous leadership being there in the moment you're needed and when that guest has that 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 Need or when that deadline is due this Friday, and and going the extra, um, the extra nine yards, whatever it might take, that all that, that is leadership excellence, and it can happen in any form. And when it occurs, you have an engaged workforce, and when you have an engaged workforce, well, you have highly satisfied customers, and when you do that, you can trust that your people will be loyal to you even in times like. A pandemic. Well, all of these ideas are what I have seen from this statement of Josh DiAmaro. I think he gets this and I wanted to share them with you and I wanted to offer you as as all of our Disney at work episodes do, we leave you with free souvenirs for your organization, their ideas, their takeaways, that you may want to ask about building and sustaining trust in your own brand. First, do your customers trust your brand? How do you know they trust your brand? Second, have you seen examples in your industry where brand trust has been broken? What has been the effect? Third, How are you communicating your trust in the future of your brand? 4. How are you intentionally improving those touch points that build the brand? 5. How are you engaging your employees in a way that builds brand trust? 6. How are you leading positionally, spontaneously, and or personally in engaging others in building a brand customer's trust? And then finally, are you positive and optimistic about the future of your brand? Well, that, that does it for today in terms of our conversation about brand trust and, and not only what it looks like at Disney, but what it looks like in your organization. For more in best in business practices, then you definitely want to check out disneyatwork.com know that if you want to get another glimpse of Josh Diomaro, I had the incredible opportunity, a spontaneous opportunity, of having a quick two-minute interview with him on the opening reopening of Disney Springs. And it illuminates so much about how he sees his role as a leader. And if you have a chance, check out that video podcast and post. I'll put a link On there, it's also, I think, still on the front page of uh, disneyatwork.com. Definitely check that out. And know that if you want to know more in your organization for how you can improve and take it to the next level, these are the conversations I have with organizations. This week, I've had them with organizations in the private sector and organizations in in the public sector. These are real issues they're dealing with. And uh, you may be dealing with them as well. So check out performancejourneys.com. There you can reach out to me and, hey, we can talk. Let's just talk about what's happening in your organization, what your needs are, and how you can build a brand that customers trust. Now is the time to, to really Really build that trust with your customers. Don't wait till the pandemic is over. Build it now. Break out of this pandemic with a fortified brand that customers can continue to enjoy, love, and trust. Well, hey, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate your being with us. And in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Adventure, uh, that's episode 37, Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.